Welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church midweek companion podcast episode. It's Tuesday, September 29th, as we are live streaming and recording. Uh, if you're listening in your podcast player, it is Thursday, the first day of October. Uh, my name, of course, is Joey Mills, and joining me again, we've got... Mike Randall. Melissa Vino. And Brad Tummins. And this week, we're going to do a couple things. Uh, first up, right off the bat, we are going to kind of recap uh, both our Sunday sermon and kind of the September sermon series as a whole, A Tale of Two Cities. Um, and then we're going to spend more time talking about and answering questions um, about the student and family ministry. Uh, I know that Mike uh, recently, within the last month or so, kind of laid the outline, and I know uh, things are not only moving, but there are specific things moving forward. So we're going to talk about that. And then folks who are watching us live, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to start typing them in now or type them as we're discussing, and uh, we'll effort to get all of your questions answered to the best of our abilities. But before we get to all that, let's begin with a moment of prayer. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, the beautiful day that you gave us, the change in the weather, the cooler temperatures, the sunshine. God, we are so grateful for that. Thank you for the opportunity to gather um, this evening um, just to share some thoughts about the message that was given to us Sunday um, as we discuss holiness and what that looks like in our lives. We thank you for the chance to share with one another and to talk about some things coming up in the life of the church among our children and youth and the excitement that is around that. We are um, look forward to sharing some ideas and thoughts with one another about that as well. God, we love you and all that you do for us. Just be in our conversations tonight. And uh, thanks for all that you do and all that you are. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 So let's start off with our sermon series as a whole. We can start, uh, we can talk specifically about last Sunday's sermon. The sermon series, of course, A Tale of Two Cities. We've been talking about um, the division in our secular world and our role as a church in that. Uh, we've talked about um, our identity in Christ. We've talked about you know the sin that separates us uh, from that at times. We've talked about holiness this most recently. Um, I'll just kind of open it up to you guys. Any particular, anything that stuck out last week, any comments, anything that moved you, or maybe you've heard, maybe you've heard it before. I'm sure you've heard it before, but maybe you heard it in a different way or it resonated in a different way with you this past week. Sure. I'll get us started. Yeah. Um, so the unfortunate part is, is I could not actually write down the word that Jacob called it in the, uh, in the uh, sermon, the synchro, uh, whatever, whatever it was, it was the watering <laughs> yeah. down of the message. Right. And so that to me really, I mean, watering the watering down of Christ's message in, in the uh, Colossian church because of um, uh, basically kind of the incorporation of all of the, I'll call it different religious practices, the other, whether they were Jewish or pagan or other more secular things. I know secular uh, ideas were not necessarily as prevalent back then as they are today, but still it was the watering down of Christ's message and, and kind of what, what we are called to, called to be in, as Christians. And so that was one of the things for me that as I was looking as somebody who just freshly got off of our uh, COVID quarantine, which was awesome, by the way, for anybody who's on video, who <laughs> it, I'm giving it a big thumbs down right now. 
do not uh, recommend. Do not do recommend. Not recommend. <laughs> uh, wear your masks everywhere. Socially distance. That's your PSA for tonight. Um, <laughs> but you know, as as I, as I kind of step back and I think about it a lot, I mean, this is a, not just a completely and totally timely topic. I think in the life of the church, but also in the time that we are right now. Uh, you know, when I think about us uh, in the election season for for those people who are in the here and now where uh, you're missing out on, a, I'm sure, a spectacular debate that's going on at the exact same time that we're talking. But it's the the I think we find ourselves a lot more subjective to that and what that watering down of Christ's message uh, really means and what it, what it impacts and how it impacts us because. You know, we've talked about it a lot here. I know I've talked with all of you guys about how a lot of the stuff that Christ was teaching at the time was not popular. It was downright heretical to some people. And, you know, that it's easy to gloss over some of those uh, more pointy, I mean, pointy things that Christ stood for. And I mean, and that waters down his message. And I, I feel like that's a, something we deal with a lot today. And maybe that's just me, but I don't know. It's just, that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me. Very good. I really, uh, you know, bringing uh, the whole call to holiness, you know, out of Colossians, this is actually one of my favorite sections of scripture um, is actually this part right here. Colossians 12, 3, 12 through 17. Um, the part that I really enjoy about this is that in 17, it says, whatever you do in, in speech or action, so word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and give thanks to the Father through him for it. You know what I mean? And, you know, with Pastor Jacob really explaining the way that they were, the, um, the people in Colossae were um, operating, they were were separating that stuff too. They were saying there's two different entities, you know, and one doesn't really uh, correlate with the other, but here Paul's saying, no, they all go together. You know what I mean? Your actions and your words go together. So you can, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we can think, oh, I can say this, but my actions really are something completely different, but it doesn't matter, but they really do matter. They all go together and it matters um, in your walk and the way that it presents Christ to the unbeliever. Um, it shows what Christ is doing inside your own life as well. Yeah. I think there is a, a disconnect a lot of times in how we think of ourselves and how we actually act and speak. <laughs> you know, we may think mm -hmm. ourselves, you know, I'm pretty, holy, I'm pretty devout, I'm pretty faithful. But then sometimes our words and actions show us just how not pretty we are at times on the inside. Right. You know, I mean, we, we can, it's, it, it reminds me when I was back in Bible college, you know, there's this one guy on our hall. I mean, he would pray all night long, you know, and everything like that. And he acted very, very holier than that. But then he his his speech and his actions outside of that um, were completely different. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think sometimes we realize how much, you know, that hurts our testimony of Christ. Um, people watch that stuff so, so, so much. And especially our actions, 
know, because we'll say one thing, but our actions demonstrate something different. And they always say your actions speak louder than your words Absolutely. because, because your actions come from the depth of your, your heart and who you are and your character. I had written down um, established and firm in your faith. And to me that what, what struck me about that was, um, you know, that you're not, you're not supposed to move from that faith, no matter what circumstances are around you. And I think about the way that things are right now. I mean, let's be honest. There'd be a lot of times it'd be a whole lot easier to not respond in a Christian way because it's really hard to respond out of love towards somebody that is spewing hatred at you, it'd be a whole lot easier just to do that right back, you know, but our faith tells us, no, that's not how we're supposed to react. It's everything is supposed to be from a place of love. Well, that is really hard sometimes. I think, and kind of tag on to what you're saying, Melissa, I think that it's, I even think it's easier sometimes for us to, not respond in that way when people are just blatantly hateful and and things like that. I think it's even harder when we see the own hypocrisy within the flock. If you if that's the word to, word to use, you know you know these people. You know what they you know what they what they say. But like we were talking about, actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. on it. You know, and that's, that's, that's a whole different, I mean, a whole different story for a whole different day. But I think that's the, for me, that's a lot, a lot harder thing to reconcile than, you know, love your enemy. It's how do you respond in love to people that, you know, should know better and who profess to know better and yet don't demonstrate that with the action, with their actions. That's, that's a much harder thing for me. So, yeah, no, I agree. And when you look back at verse 14, Paul says, and over all these things put on love, which is perfect unity and body. Um, And right before that, he says, and the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive each other, which a lot of times, I mean, you know, I'm not perfect, (laughs) you know, like I forgive you, you know, but I'm still going to go talk about you when I go to the Chinese restaurant after church, you know what I mean? (laughs) And but you know what I mean? But I forgave you, you know what I mean? But my actions and what I'm doing afterwards and, you know, Paul's really hitting us here, you know, saying, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Christ forgave you of much. You know what I mean? And if you can't forgive this person of something that's minuscule, you know what I mean? Then, th- then what is the level of your relationship? What's the level of that holiness and that desire to be like Christ? Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things that struck me as you were talking about how the the actions and and words need to you know be one it's one of the things that we talk I've talked to the youth group about how you know you can't be one person at church and a different person at school and a different person with certain groups of friends that it needs to be the same across the board if you are going to be a follower of Christ you're a follower of Christ first and everywhere that mm-hmm. it's not compartmentalized, you know, and, and, and we really, it was a pretty deep conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I want, you really need to look at who are you when you are outside of church and is it the same person you are in church? Cause it, it should be, and I mean, same thing for adults, for all of us, it, it's not one way here and completely different everywhere else. 
One other thing I kind of took off the whole watering down uh, and incorporation of different beliefs and things. It kind of got me thinking as I was listening to the, the podcast, the sermon podcast was, you know, I can see where it's really easy for things to water down the message coming from a lot of different places. I also wonder, and kind of along the same lines of what, what I had asked about or talked about earlier, is there an instance where something becomes so hyper-polarized, I should say, this, that one issue that causes you to, again, water down the larger message because you're so focused on this one thing or so focused on you know, whatever, whatever the issue is. I think we've, we've, seen it, we've seen it in the United Methodist Church dealing with the, the whole question of homosexuality and the clergy and things like that, where we have become so, fo- or we had at one point become so focused on one thing and whether or not it was holy or not and how it represented, whether or not we lost, I, I wonder whether or not we lose sight of, again, Christ's larger picture. And it's not necessarily watering it down, but boiling it down to one specific point that, in the grand scheme of things is so out of character for what I think Christ was, is leading or, or trying to tell people in his, through, through me in his ministry. I, I don't know. And that was just one of those things that I was, again, thinking about. It just kind of struck me as kind of, I wonder whether or not we find ourselves in that type of situation just as much as we find ourselves in the situation where we water it down by incorporating too many different things. That even made sense. It may not have. I think we followed the, the, your line train of thought there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we do. We miss the yeah the forest for the trees. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think the I, to kind of wrap this piece of discussion up. I just want to kind of touch on the the sermon series as a whole and something that um, has been kind of a running theme through our podcast discussions this month. Um, and we've kind of touched around it and um, I'm going to kind of maybe touch a little bit closer to the center. I don't know. Um, you know, we, this, the, this sermon series is how we are to be the church during a very divisive time culturally. Um, Jacob has mentioned a few times in sermons and on the podcast, how, you know, the church is not the world. The world is not the church. We are together, but we are separate. And that's our holiness is to be separate. Um, mm-hmm. He's, talked about how, you know, I, I think it was, maybe it was this last week, it was two weeks ago, whatever the case was, you know, the America is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not America. Um, and I think as much as there are differences and we need to be clear about them and we have been over the past month, I think there are some similarities um, that I think that, for example, I, you know, we have this on a pedestal, we have this lofty ideal of what America is, and we say that's who we are, but a lot of times, again, our actions and our words don't match that. And I think that that's, you know, as it is in the church, I think it's the same, you know, that's one area where I think that there's overlap. And I think the reason there is overlap, why we don't reach out, why we don't achieve those lofty goals of, the church or the lofty goals of our culture where we, you know, the, the idealized version of ourselves is because it's hard and the path of least resistance is called that for a reason. That's where the least resistance is. It's the easiest path to take is to, to either continue doing what you're doing 
or to not do something new. You know, it, it, it's easy to do that, that kind of social inertia, that spiritual inertia to just kind of keep, keep on keeping on without stretching or challenging yourself or thinking outside of your box or, you know, listening to voices outside of your echo chamber, whether it's in the church or, you know, in the greater society. Um, so I think that this, yes, to echo what Brad had said earlier, this is an important sermon series to have right now as we're heading into a really divisive next month or two or whatever, however long it, it turns into. But I think it's important that, yes, as the church, we need to understand how we are to handle the run-up to this election and the run-up to every election and everything that comes after hearing the sermon series you know, this is kind of, as Jacob says, this is practice. This is the getting ready. And now it's time to go run the game plan to, to use the, continue the sports analogy. It's time to go out in the world and be, you know, the, the body and blood of Christ in the world. Well, let us know, uh, what thoughts, questions, concerns, you know, how God has moved through you, in you, around you during this sermon series. Um, let us know again on social media. You can find us at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us at podcast at ozarkumc.org. We would love to hear your thoughts as we wrap up this sermon series and head into a new one. But before we tease next week's new sermon series. Let's talk a little bit about the reason we're here tonight, the student and family ministry. Um, Like I said, about a month or so ago, Mike kind of laid out the broad, like, hey, here's where we're moving. Um, And lest anybody think that because we haven't been meeting in person that that movement hasn't been happening, there has been movement towards the larger goal. So kind of And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. It's hard to kind of know where we're at, but we've got the big picture. We don't need the really in the weeds, the agendas on week to week, but we do, I think, kind of give us an idea of where we are at currently, what's been started, what's been moving, um, kind of what's what to expect next, uh, both whether you're a student or a parent of a student or a part of the greater congregation as a whole. Sure. So what we're, you know, one of the big things that we're starting with is our overarching curriculum. And I kind of laid that out a little bit uh, about four weeks ago, just that it's going to be scope and sequence. It's going to be, um, if your student is in elementary, they're going to be learning uh, same basic scope and sequence value system of what we're teaching even in the high school realm, but it's on their developmental level. So that is actually in place. We, um, we've we gotten the curriculum, um, we've gotten it here at the church and we've started downloading it. It is all web-based, so we download it. Um, we've actually piloted with already with the high school ministry um, and Melissa can speak to, to that as to how that's going with the high school ministry. Yeah, so far we've done um, a couple of lessons and they have both gone really well. Um, the kids have, we've had some really good discussion and a couple of uh, like big aha moments for for a couple of them that were like, oh, okay, now I get it kind of kind of things. Um, so I think it's going to be really, really good curriculum. So I'm looking forward to actually being able to like, fully implement this. So, you know, we are taking it through a phased approach. Um, We started with the high school. We are currently working um, 
with middle school and junior high building that team in the background at the moment. Um, so that way we have a focused ministry for those fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Um, so that way that it, so that way they have a place of their own. Um, so the curriculum is with that as well. So, but we are currently working on that. Um, I would say, I would say probably here in the next month, uh, we should have the beginning basics of our team designed for that and starting to uh, move forward on with implementation of things. Um, with the elementary division, so that's kindergarten through fourth grade. Um, so we are working through the um, uh, stuff of getting Google Classroom or Seesaw up and running uh, for our elementary students so that while we're not meeting together, they can still be receiving instruction and also um, having an interaction with uh, myself and different teachers and everything like that. So we are working on getting that stuff uploaded into those programs, seeing how they uh, were piloting, looking at that, seeing how those are going to run. The good thing is that all of our students, because they're part of the school systems here in Ozark, Nixa, Springfield, Rogersville, all those air and all the surrounding areas, all those school districts use Google Classroom and Seesaw. So they are familiar with those systems. So it's not going to be a foreign system for students or parents, um, but it'll still be that connection point. Uh, another thing that you'll be, be seeing coming uh, soon is having uh, a parent cue card that will start coming home, uh, being sent via email. So that way parents, you can start interacting with your students of what they are learning about. So once we launch that with the elementary, elementary student parents will start getting that. High school parents, we're getting that stuff ready and um, in the background. Um, so that way that stuff can start being sent out to you guys. So that way that you can have connection points with your students. And students also remember if you're watching this or listening that your parents aren't trying to be intrusive. They just value the education that you're getting at church and they want to be a part of it. So um, invite them in invite them into your life. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, you know, the, a lot of our curriculum, it's, it's on map platform, um, and we're moving forward, um, at, at a really good clip at a good speed, I feel, and getting that stuff implemented. Uh, other things that are happening throughout the ministry. So, you know, we are moving forward with, we're setting dates for 2021, I'm excited about 2021. It is going to be a fantastic year for student and family ministries here at Ozark United Methodist Church. Um, I cannot stress, like we have had, 2020 has been 2020. It has been exactly that. But 2021 is going to be awesome. It is, you know, God's going to do amazing things in our students' life. You know what I mean? Number one, we, we've we're working on day camp. We've already meeting with Eagle Lake, starting to put together that team that's going to be um, running that. You know, one of the big things with uh, doing the day camp in Eagle Lake, uh, with Eagle Lake here, is that we we want to reach out to and be Jesus to the kids here in Ozark and Sparta, so that way that they know that there's a church that loves them no matter what. Um, so we're looking at different impoverished areas inside of Sparta and Ozark and providing um, multitudes of scholarships 
um, to have those students come and experience Eagle Lake with our students and the existing students that come to it um, so they can encounter God. Um, they can learn. Um, their families know that there's a church here that is family focused and is a family um, and that uh, will love on them. So, and be Jesus to them. So, uh, so we are gearing up for Eagle Lake. Uh, one of the big things with Eagle Lake is that we are going to have a comprehensive follow-up plan. So one of the big things with that is that we are planning on that when Eagle Lake is done that week on a Friday, that we are going to host um, one of our, we're going to host three follow-up events um, to that. The first one is we're going to rent out the pool, the city pool at nighttime on a Sunday night. We're going to have a cookout. So we're going to have a church cookout, have everybody there, have all those families, invite them back. And if they need a ride, we'll get them there um, because we would just want to love on them and just have a good time. Then also then we want to invite them back for a second event here at the church and do a pancake breakfast with them um, and have a, have a family day here at the church. Um, and then having a third follow-up event where we do slip and slide on the big hill in front of the church, movie outside, ice cream with all the kids and all their family. Um, it, it just, you know, you know, something about food just makes people happy. So happy. we're going to do it. <laughs> it makes me happy. So we're going to have food. We're going to have fellowship um, and show Jesus in those manners. Um, and even with those kids, if they can't get to Eagle Lake because their parents don't have a vehicle, their parents are working multiple jobs, you know, we're going to rent some vans. We're going to pick them up. We're going to bring them to camp. Uh, we're going to take them home. Uh, we're going to make sure they're safe. We're going to make, you know, we're, we're going to be Jesus um, to them. So that's one of the big things. Um, and of course, our youth department, uh, they'll be involved with it as crew this year. I'm excited about that. So I'm just kind of running down the schedule. Then right after that, we have we have missions trips coming up this summer. I am so pumped about missions trips. Um, so I love missions. Um, I love the when when that flame gets ignited inside of a student about missions and telling people about Jesus. Um, it just excites me. Um, so the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders this year they're going to be going to Memphis, Tennessee, um, in July. Uh, they'll be there for a week. They're going to be doing VBSs um, at the impoverished. Uh, apartment complex centers throughout Memphis all week long. Uh, we are working in conjunction with Servant Life. Um, that's servantlife.com. Um, they're approved through the Missouri Methodist Conference. Um, so we've got a good connection with them then. So we'll be in Memphis with the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders this summer. Um, Melissa will be there. I'll be there. We're, we're, you know, if you want to come with us, come with us. We will have a blast. Um, serving the people of Memphis, um, also doing some servant stuff and soup kitchens and things like that as well. Then um, four days after we get back from Memphis, uh, we are, I don't know where my Southern accent just came from on that one, but you're talking Memphis. Old. So yeah, I'm talking Memphis. So I'm just going to get Memphis and get some barbecue up in here. Um, so four days after we get back from Memphis, uh, this high school, group. So ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders will be heading out of the country on our very first international trip with high school students to the United Kingdom. So 
We are excited. We announced it to the youth last Wednesday. We had a parent meeting the other night. Uh, we have a lot of excited uh, youth that are excited about going overseas and and serving people and they showing them. It. They lost lot. their minds. They have. <laughs> they lost their minds when we told them where we were going. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It was crazy. It was crazy loud, um, mm-hmm. but they're excited about going and serving people and being Jesus, and and, and that's what makes that, that's what makes it so exciting, is that it's not. I mean, yes, going overseas, it's fun, but they understand that they're going on a missions trip. They understand that they're going over to serve, and they're willing to give up their summer to do that. That's huge, and um, so they're so we're going to take the. The team over there, we're going to be in the Doncaster area of the United Kingdom. They're going to be serving, doing sports camps with kids, BBSs, and working in a couple soup kitchen type things over there as well. Um, so they are also going to get the opportunity to visit John Wesley's house and church um, in London. So very excited about them uh, being able to get some church history in with that trip as well. Um, but so our youth are excited about that, but here's the big kicker is that, yes, we have these exciting things going on, but one of the biggest kickers is that for a middle school through a high schooler to go on a missions trip, number one, they've got to be active in youth. Um, they, it can't just be, they show up once in a blue moon, um, and get to go on a trip. They have to be active, um, and actively participate too. Um, inside of youth. And then also they, this year we're going to launch a thing during the summer called IDT. That's intense discipleship training. So it is going to be the week of the 4th of July. The 4th of July is on a Sunday. It'll start on Monday, the 5th. We have youth pastors from around the state from the Missouri conference come and the kids will get to pick a track of learning, one of three tracks of learning and they'll start their day with a service at like 9 a.m. in the morning, worshiping God, hearing the word uh, preached to them. They're going to have a time of prayer, so silence and solitude and prayer, um, really listening to God, learning to hear God's voice in their life, and then do, go, going through those tracks as well, the breakout sessions for those tracks. They'll also have two days of servant time of uh, doing service projects um, twice that week in the afternoons. And then they'll come back to the church that night for another service for a time of worship in the word um, is to get our youth um, ready to go overseas um, is to impact them um, to, to raise the spiritual level of discipleship in their life and that desire for prayer in the word. Um, so we're excited about that. So we've got all that stuff going on. Also, I'm, there's some that know this, some that don't know this. We've got transitions going on on the second floor of the building here at the church. We're um, making headway on uh, getting it ready so that way that when we when we do open back up with student ministries on the second floor, number one, the environment is safe, it's inviting, and it's conducive to our students' learning as well. Um, so we are we are actively we we actually started painting today, um, so that happened that started today. Um, the hallway there's going to be new flooring throughout the hallway and everything like that, 
And so we've already started ripping up the floor for that. Um, <laughs> we are good at demo. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's give the shout out to the youth for that because they have been tearing up the floor. Um, they're good at tearing things up. Yeah. I mean, and they are doing a great job and they're having a blast doing they it. They love it. Yeah. They, I mean, I just like, it, it's awesome to watch them because like they're excited and they were excited when like Melissa last week when we were talking about all the changes uh, going on up there, they got super pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we got a lot of things going on, you know, um, all aimed at focusing energy and direction into our uh, children and youth here at the church, into the student ministries, into family ministries, so that way the, you know, number one, that we can partner with parents to raise kids who love God, love themselves, and love others. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, Melissa, do you have anything? No. I don't think so. I mean, you, you pretty much covered it. Um, the kids, the, you know, like we said, the kids are excited. The adults are excited. Um, you know, when I said w- that, you know, 2020 was, and, you know, we joke, we joke around and say, it, you know, COVID ruined everything, but there are some things it did not ruin. And, and one of the things I know it did not ruin, I mean, for me personally, and I think for, um, I think I can speak for a lot of other people as well. My spiritual life did not suffer during quarantine. It got better. Um, You know, I spent more time reading. I spent more time really focused on devotion. Um, And, and even though the, the youth were not able to go on a mission trip, like they're used to what we were able to do had a big impact on them. And what we spoke about had big impact on them. So there have been a lot of good things happen in 2020, even though we, you know, we can say, oh, it stinks. It's ruined everything. There are lots of things that that COVID has not ruined. And, and another benefit of, you know, the church not being fully open is we can go upstairs and rip up the floor right now. So (laughs) it's going to be completely new when we do reopen. (laughs) So We've got all this time that that we can go in and make these changes because it's not being used right now. So, so there is, there's always good. You can find it somewhere. You just have to look really hard sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, and one other thing too, I forgot to say this. We are going to still do a Christmas play this year. (laughs) So I am so pumped about it. So uh, we're going to do it via zoom um it'll all be pre-recorded on zoom um and then we'll do a mashed up and launch it on youtube and facebook and everything like that joey's helping great yay, intensely take. with it yay multiple take <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, excited about it if anybody watched the disney family sing-alongs at the beginning of quarantine um back in april it's going to be similar to that it's going to be fun you know, it's like 2020 is going to dealt this interesting hand. So we're going to, you know, it's not going to take Christmas away. We're still going to have a good time. So the big thing is, is church family. Uh, what we want you to do is the night that we launch it, we you'll get plenty of advance notice when it is. Get your PJs on, turn the fireplace on, bake some cookies and, and watch the Christmas, Christmas play from student ministries, because it's not just 
preschoolers. It's just not elementary students. It's middle school. It's high school. It's going to be everybody involved. Um, we're going to do bell choir. We're going to do bell choir via Zoom. It's going to be fun. I am so excited about uh, what Christmas is going to be this year. And um, I'm excited also with Christmas this year and everything with student ministries. We're going to do um, our, our sermon series inside of student ministries is going to correlate um, exactly along with Pastor Jacob's sermon series as well. So that way as a family, you guys can have those conversations about uh, the Advent uh, time as well. So to kind of transition, kind of wrap up this part of it, the, the takeaways, a couple of things to have, uh, I don't know if I'd call them points of clarity or just to kind of, to kind of wrap it up. So for those who don't have a child in youth currently, because the youth has been meeting um, and been following the regulations and guidelines, you know, as far as being outside. I think the, this, the first time they've been inside is when they were ripping up tile and they masked and distanced and that kind of stuff. Um, so if you haven't had a youth doing that on Wednesdays and you're wondering, you know, what's what do I look forward to? Uh, there will be an online presence with this curriculum um, for mm-hmm. ages preschool through high school. Um, I think, and I don't know that it, this was explicitly stated, but you're looking at Wednesday, Sunday for that. Are you looking at Sunday school time? Like it's a Sunday thing. Is it going to be like a first of the week? It's Monday, end of the week. It's Friday. It's, are you going to try to get into a Sunday, Wednesday kind of rhythm or what are you? Uh, it'll probably, it'll probably be launched on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It'll probably all be launched on a Thursday, somewhere in that area. So that way, you can view it sometime over the course of the weekend type okay. thing. So you can view the videos, you can get the lesson, you can have, you know, the downloads and everything like that. Any of the, the work, any of the like uh, papers that would go with it that you would want to download as a family and have the student do. So like a mid to late week thing, you've got the weekend to yeah. take a look at them. For the weekend. weekend. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, so that, and you're looking at that launching within the next month or so, is that, I would, I would say by the end of October, it should launch. Okay. So, yeah. So we're, we're getting closer to being done with navigating through making sure that it works correctly. Okay. And the, if you want to be involved in the Christmas program, or if you are, you know, if you have questions about how to participate or whatever, the folks can ask you to get a hold of you with those questions. Absolutely. You can email me. My my email is easy. It's Mike at OzarkUMC.org. Um, so you can email me. Um, you can even call me or text message me. Text messaging is probably the fastest way. Um, and my number is 417-827-0630. Um, so you can... And I'll be sending out stuff here probably in the next week, week and a half about the upcoming stuff for the play uh, to all parents. Um, so if you don't receive an email, I would say by the the end of next week uh, from me, um, just talking about the play, please email me, get a hold of the church. That means I don't have a correct email address or something's wrong. Um, so that way that I can get you sent that information and get that updated in the system. So 
I know it feels weird to be talking about a Christmas play, and it's not quite October yet, depending on when you're <laughs> listening to the podcast or if you're live streaming tonight. But like you said, there Christmas is my favorite season. I start listening. There, there's there's going to be September. some. There are going to be some technical glitches to work out. There are going to be some rehearsals over Zoom that are going to start off with the best intentions and fall apart <laughs> before they even get started. So. There's a there needs to be a little bit longer lead in. So if that's if you're wondering why are they talking about Christmas, we haven't even got to you know trust us. <laughs> There's gonna have to be some some time put into this. Um, well, I'll just put it this way: yeah. Walmart and Menards beat us on Christmas, so they already have well, the Christmas decorations, yeah. but we're behind the gun. Uh, for those who are interested in, in talking about the stuff going on next summer, the mission trips, different things like that, um, you mentioned the middle schoolers, that is 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. That is currently students who are in 5th, 6th, and 7th grade, correct? You were planning to correct. graduate at the end of May, correct? Yes, they will. Um, so in student ministries, we are going to graduate our students um, that weekend following the end of the school year. Okay. So. So, yeah, so it will be those that are currently in fifth, sixth, and seventh, um, and that will be in sixth, seventh, and eighth in the fall. Okay. So those will be the middle school junior hires that will be going. So if you have a current fourth grader they and they turn into fifth grade at the end of May, they will not go this year. Um, we want a year with them um, in the middle school ministry so that way that we have them ready to go. And then to reiterate on a point that's been made, and I think it's been made multiple times, and so I'm sure it's been heard, um, but whether if it hasn't been, here's another chance to hear it. This is, for this to be successful, to be, for it to be spiritually successful, those who want to be involved need to be plugged in. That goes for students, and that goes for adults as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a, you know, th- th- this needs to be a commitment um, a, a spiritual commitment. And so if someone is interested, they want to know more, they want to get their child involved. They're not sure how to get involved when we're doing this weird online thing, because we can't always meet in person. If they have questions and, and they don't feel like they've been answered or they want to learn more, um, again, can you give us your information again one more time, just so they have that? Sure. My information is my email is Mike at ozarkumc.org. And my phone number, which is my cell phone, is 417-827-0630. And you can contact me. I mean, we can get you plugged in. Um, You know, we want all students involved. And, you know, parents, if you've got – like, I know it it can be kind of mind-boggling. I'm going to send my kid overseas to the U.K., you know, like talk through it with us. You know what I mean? Uh, with Melissa, myself, um, we're more than happy to sit and talk about it with you. Um, you know, to calm any fears down, you know, and just to answer any questions that you have. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, that's a big step. It is a big step. Yeah. And like you said in your, in your sermon about a month ago, there are plenty of opportunities for adults to be a part of this. This is not something that the kids are doing and one or two adults are doing. This is, it's going to take the entire church doing different things, whether it's just prayer and that, that support of a, you know, or if it's hands-on helping with the training, helping with the discipleship, helping with whatever the case may be. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I spoke, you know, four weeks ago about that. I be, I firmly believe seventy five percent of our church should be involved and can be involved in student ministries, and that is to, to make student ministries a success. It, it's going to take seventy five percent of the church to do it because not many hands means light work, and then also it. The, if you don't want to work directly with a student. I've got stuff that I need that we need done. I mean, we need people that will, when it comes time for a mission trip, that'll just drive us to the airport. You know what I mean? Pick us up at the airport. We need people that right now, like we've got shelving being built upstairs. You know what I mean? Like I need people to do stuff like that. We need people to take photos for us. We need people just to, just to be those silent servants in the background that, you know, maybe don't want to teach teach with students, you know, or be a small group leader. We, we got to have everyone. We, we need all hands on deck um, to work with our students and to reach this community of students and families. So that way that, you know, we can show them that Jesus is, is there, you know, um, it's going to take us all. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, so, I mean, don't be afraid. You know what I mean, if you're saying, hey, you know, like, yeah, I kind of want to help, but I don't really know where I'll fit in. Call me. Just call me and talk with me because, you know, it may be something that God has already been speaking to myself or Pastor Jacob or Melissa about with the ministries. And, you know, we're not putting it out there because we know that, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak to somebody about it, you know, and maybe that's the exact thing that he's talking to you about is something that we've been praying about that we that we really need for our students. Very good. So let's kind of wrap up our discussion tonight. Uh, let's talk a little bit about kind of a tease about what to expect in the month of October. Um, as we've said, uh, we've wrapped up our September sermon series in the month of October. Um, <laughs> the The theme, the... We're going to have some fun. We're going to be serious, but we're going to have some fun with this. Are you, now, are you preaching this Sunday? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, so, I am. so take it away. Tell us what to expect in the month of October. So it is about a new hope. So we are delving Star down. Star Wars? Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> is it going to be a themed sermon? That's all I really want to know. We want to know if you're going to be dressed up is what we want to know. I am coming out in a cloak and a lightsaber. There you go. I know somebody that has a, I know somebody that has a Jedi costume. And there's Yoda. <laughs> there's Yoda. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it is, it's all about a new hope. It's about um, how, you know, really, how are we demonstrating hope, you know, to the world around us, you know, based on, you know, and how are we infusing hope uh, in our community around around us in the midst of violence, in the midst of failure? How do we have hope in the midst of suffering? You know, all those things. You know, this week specifically, I'm going to be touching on in the midst of violence, you know, out of Matthew 5, 38 through 48. Um, so how do we deal with being those hope carriers? How do we show hope? You know, when we have those people that are, you know, our enemy, how do we show hope and that Christ is inside of us to those that persecute us, <laughs> um, to those that, you know, how do we do that? 
how do we do that effectively as, as a believer? How do we infuse that in every aspect of our life? How do we build that in our own life? You know, and Pastor Jacob really set up this, ser- this next sermon series, A New Hope, um, perfectly, you know, on Sunday. He pitched at the, the home run swing of comes down to holiness. You know, how do we that everything in our life is all one thing? You know what I mean? And, you know, our spirituality cannot be separated from our normal life, you know. So how do we how do we amplify that? How do we live a holy life um, to those around us and show that? Very good. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for examples, specific examples of how we can do that. So that's good. So you'll want to check that out. If you join us live in person, you have two opportunities on Sunday as usual, 8.30 and at 11. If you are unable or not comfortable joining us live in person, we will live stream on the Ozark United Methodist Church Facebook page and on our YouTube channel, the 830 service. So you can watch that live. You can interact. You can type your comments, your questions, prayer concerns, whatever the case might be. Um, and then if you don't watch it live, it's available from then on. It, it lives online, so you can come back and check it out anytime. You can come back to it multiple times throughout the week. If you thought you heard something but you weren't quite sure or you, something's been sticking with you and you're like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, there's something there, but I haven't grasped it. You know, you can come back to it and listen to it or watch it uh, at your convenience. Um, and of course, we'll also throw it up on our website at ozarkumc.org. So whatever, whatever form, whatever way is most comfortable to you, it's available to you. Uh, we'll have the sermon podcast available on Sunday if that's the easiest and best way for you. Whatever the case may be, whatever form it takes, we absolutely look forward to worshiping with you this Sunday. Anything else before we wrap this one up, guys? We went long, but there was a lot to talk about this week. I'm going to take that silence as a no then. So for Mike, for Melissa, for Brad, again, my name is Joey Mills. May the peace of Christ be with you this week.